Welcome to episode four. We've made it through four. We almost have uh, four listeners. Uh, for a four-year reconsideration, a second look at your favorite characters and uh, movies and shows. I am Billy, here with my boy Gary. What's going on, man? How you doing? I'm excited about this one. We say this every week. We're really hitting all the uh, all the Gen X kind of uh, milestones in all of our movies. Um, today, we are looking at The Karate Kid's Daniel LaRusso. And the question that we're going to ask is, is Daniel LaRusso someone that you can root for? Um, and we're going to look mostly at the original Karate Kid movie, uh, the Cobra Kai series. I don't know if we necessarily need to get into Karate Kid 2. We definitely don't need to get into Karate Kid 3. Um, but I think this idea of him being someone to root for is interesting. Uh, you hear a lot about this idea of, you know, was he the bully? And a lot of that, I think, is, is satire, but it's out there. Um, but there's a lot of things that you look at with Daniel LaRusso that make you kind of question this idea of just because he's the underdog, is he somebody that we should be rooting for necessarily? And I think that's the main question we're going to look for today. I, I look forward to drawing on your, your background in, in literature and, and, and English <laughs> and shit like that, because you can definitely school me on some of these things. Ah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. You know, what? The, even just like watching the movie again over the weekend, this movie came out in 1984. Yeah, that's a long time. I mean, this is the oldest movie we've done. So oh, Rocky, but, no, you know, just like different time set and very like a, like a formula almost, mm -hmm. which I found different from the other movies that we've seen so far. I'm, I'm excited to hear your take on these things. So um, let's start off with this. Everyone knows the background of the story, right? Daniel LaRusso, kid moves from Newark, New Jersey to uh, California and uh, he gets into some issues with the school bullies or at least the school karate guys. Uh, and he goes to this tournament uh, with his mentor, Mr. Miyagi, to, to kick their ass. Or at least get some semblance of respect and be left alone. So I think with, with stories like this, and we seem to cover a lot of these underdogs, right? The Rocky, the Major League, those guys are, are considered to be underdogs. And that's why you're supposed to root for them. These underdogs that you root for becoming this, this heroic story. So let me into your world. Um, what What is a hero? What is a hero's journey? And let's kind of see if we can connect that to Danny a bit. All right. So, you know, one of the first things we were going to talk about really was like what makes a good hero. Right. And for me, it is the idea of someone who's like rootable, which is kind of the root of our question right here. Right. Yeah. So when you, we started talking about this podcast, I started thinking about this whole thing called the hero's journey. Um, which we teach in an English class. And, you know, there's 12 steps to it. So I'm going to fly through them and we can dive into whatever or not dive into any. But it, it's at first this idea that it's the ordinary, like first step is ordinary world. It's like where you first meet the hero. Um, and then, you know, so it's Daniel moving to this new place, but he's just like a regular kid, right? Mm -hmm. And then a call to an adventure, something happens, he that he didn't want to happen, which we could say was moving to Reseda, right? Um, you know, he fights with his mother, you know, from the beginning, wants to take karate. She won't let him, it's too expensive. And then the whole conflict with Johnny on the beach and all that stuff, and that's really when it kicks off. And then you go into this idea of refusal of the call. Like the hero doesn't want to like really do anything with it. They, they refuse this like, little conflict and Daniel avoids it for a little while. Right. Yeah. Um, and then number four, which I found interesting was meeting a mentor. They, the hero meets a mentor. All right. So Miyagi. 
And, you know, we can tie back to Rocky, you know, Rocky met Mickey and that's kind of where that went too. Um, and then it's like that first little threshold into the, 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 the main conflict. And then there's a bunch of tests. There's a bunch of allies. There's a bunch of enemies going back and forth. Um, and then the idea of getting closer to the goal. And this is where he starts to train. Yeah. Um, you know, he doubts himself. Can he do this? He starts to, you know, then he goes through his ordeal, which is the biggest test, which I guess would be the tournament, right? Probably. That, that yeah. was his biggest thing. And then the reward, see what they call seizing the sword, like finally getting to the place um, and then coming back, like almost like what that expression, the conquering hero. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's this idea of which, which I thought was interesting was resurrection. Um where it's like the final exam, which is that final test with Daniel, leg hurt, Johnny, you know, and then coming, Danny LaRusso is going to fight. Yes. You know, yeah. There we go. And then, um, you know, returning home as, the, you know, the guy returning with the elixir. Now he's transformed, confident and mm-hmm. ready to roll. So that in a very as quick as I possibly could without losing anybody. Although our demographics like 45 to 65. So I think they might have been listening to that. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But that's kind of the idea. So, you know, you can make the case that Daniel LaRusso follows that hero's journey, according to Lit. A hundred percent. And I didn't I wasn't aware of this. And so this journey, you mapped it out perfectly. It is Danny from start to finish. And I think what makes Danny such an interesting character is while he fits the role of the hero on the hero's journey, he's very unlikable in a lot of this journey. And I don't know if that's another thing that you normally see in Lit, but in the movie, like this constant, like things that he does, decisions he makes, things that he says that makes you not want to like him and not want to root for him. And, and he seems to squander a lot of that likability, a lot of that rootability throughout the movie. You find yourself constantly kind of going backwards and going, oh, this fucking guy. And I, I, it's it's interesting how he kind of follows the path, but strays within each of these steps. You're right. Um, I'm wondering, you know, as you were saying that, is that your take now? Or like, so put yourself back in 1984, you're what, five? Something like that. Before I was, um, no, I was eight, seven eight. or eight. Okay, so we're, we're, in, right, we're in and around the same age. Um, did you feel that way then? Well, you know, I find that with a lot of things from my childhood, then I felt a way that now I laugh at. Um, I was I was a Hulkamaniac in the 80s. And and now looking back. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm much more looking back. I feel like I should be more of a Savage Piper guy. Right. Um, And so what you feel then are two different things. And and it's interesting. I probably did think that he was, you know, I probably saw myself in him and a whole bunch of that stuff but I don't necessarily feel that way now in a lot of ways. But as we talk about this, a lot of that came back when I watched the movie. So it's definitely difficult to, to parse then and now and, and Danny then and Danny now in my mind. Okay. Uh, but they do help you out though with Cobra Kai because now you can kind of look back at Danny and now see him as a character in the 21st century. And, and you can kind of trace that path after the first couple of movies as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think we'll hit on Cobra Kai because you know, you almost couldn't do this question. Is he rootable without kind of seeing how they turned out a little bit? And mm-hmm. I don't I don't know if that influence if it should influence the question or not. Mm-hmm. Um, so if we you know, I think it's almost like a twofold answer in my head a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But what were some of the things you didn't like that he did? All right. Well, let's just let's take the step by step from his because, okay. you know, it's funny. The movie is only 15 minutes at the tournament. That's it. Yeah, it's like an hour and 50 minutes of the lead up. And the lead up has a lot of meat to it. Let's start at the beginning, very beginning. So he comes in kicking and screaming to this apartment complex and he he makes a friend in 10 seconds. And that to me is something that a lot of these people don't have the opportunity. These these difficult stories, these underdogs. Um, Rocky didn't make a friend until he got the fight with Apollo. I mean, right. he had friends, but they weren't good friends. Uh, it was Paulie and 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 the and the mob boss. So um, or the, the loan shark. So the idea that he's able to make a friend right away. The guy invites him to a party right away. He meets an old lady from Jersey right away. Um, it seems like a pretty good beginning. And so. And, and if you look at it from the perspective of if he just didn't make a couple of bad decisions early on, he would have had a group of friends from the minute he moved to California. So let's fast forward to the beach scene. All right. He's at a beach party with new friends playing soccer, clearly doing well. And it's funny, as somebody who will often use sports and things like that in uncomfortable situations, that's what Danny did. He's yep. a soccer player. He's good at soccer. He was playing beat soccer. He had a great time, and he, and he was being embraced by this group right? the whole day into the nighttime. They're still there, hanging out, talking, partying. New kid in town has a friend group within one day of being there, and it all falls apart when he decides that he's got a thing for Allie. And listen, you listen, can speak we all this. had a thing for Allie back then. <laughs> yes, I agree. <laughs> Allie, Allie was, I get it. She's looking at him she's eyeing him up she's eye fucking him just like in major league and i can see why he kind of strays a bit from this kind of comfort zone he established so quickly but if he didn't make the play for ali right away if he didn't step up when a clearly angry mob of boys young men on motorcycles go so far as to break a fucking radio none of this happens None of this happens. And he actually, all the things he complained about for the first hour of the movie never afflict him in the first place. Now, I'm not one to look for a fight. I'm not one to go to the beach. You know that. <laughs> Danny yeah, does both of those things in the first 15 minutes. And if he right. just took a step back as the new guy and not try to impress Allie or have this sense of, I need to step in, right. um, the situation that I have zero knowledge of, no context around, a lot of this doesn't happen. I mean, I love that take and especially the context, you know, you're a new guy in town and yeah, I mean, it's Elizabeth shoe. I mean, seriously, that was, I think everybody's first crush in our age group. Yeah. Um, Princess yeah. Leia might've beat her by a year. Maybe. Um, Job of the hut. Yeah, maybe. Um, but Elizabeth shoe, you know, so I get the whole, like he sees her and he wants to like, almost like prove himself to her, but you're right. You know, he, he did. He had no context. He he goes right in, um, you know, goes after Johnny right away, tries mm -hmm. to make him look bad. And then, you know, he gets a shake. He sucker punches him. Yeah. I mean, and again, he's getting his ass kicked. He had to do something. You don't want to just stay down. But a sucker punch is not going to do it. And then after he sucker punches him, he tries to shake his hand. We're even like, what, what world are you living in? In Newark? Is that how it works? He's crazy. Yeah, that, that doesn't roll. It doesn't work no. like that in, in Newark. Oh, I don't think does. it certainly doesn't. And then, so let's just keep going with this. Okay. So you go to the next day. He's now made enemies on his first day in a new state across the country. And 
Um, he's at soccer tryouts. Clearly, something very important to him. Yep. Clearly, something that uh, was getting him some kind of, of a friend group and recognition. Although at the beginning of tryouts, you can see it right that friend group had abandoned him from what yeah. happened the night before. Yeah, they, they were done with him. I wanted to talk about that for a sec. Let's do it. You know, just just even that. A is that real? Like realistic? Does that happen? And and B, what what's your take on that? That you know, Freddie. Um, just abandons him and you don't see him ever again until the end when he wins the tournament. Right. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. You know, I got the impression that Freddie's friends were more fucking with LaRusso than it was Freddie. One right. of the other kids called him the karate kid insultingly, uh, which was a nice little touch. I didn't catch that right. the first 25 viewings. Um, <laughs> and uh, it, it's a little fucked up. Um, uh, don't get me wrong, but I mean, if you're a kid or a group of kids in that school and you bring somebody into your group the sight unseen mm. and thoughts of fight with Johnny Lawrence and the Cobra Kai guys yeah. right in front of you, you know, now I, I do think we should look at both sides of this because if you remember those guys were cheering Danny when he was doing well against Johnny at first, yep. Stood up for himself. They were cheering for him. And then once he got his ass kicked, they abandoned him. <laughs> yeah. They didn't want to be associated with it. Right. Or getting getting across there, so I get that. All right, I, I took this time for a second. We know what high school's like. The last thing you want is to be associated with the kid that Cobra Kai wants to fuck with for the right. next you know, twelve months. Good point. So, so he goes to soccer practice, and again, he's making eyes at Ali. All right, I got it. This kid's leading with uh, the wrong head, but okay. Mm -hmm. And he he seemingly the story sets it up that this kid is good at soccer, and he's gonna have a chance to make the team. And again. Here is your chance to have something, a group, a sense of belonging, yep. uh, people you can rely on and go to and make this transition easier. And he gets tripped by a Cobra Kai guy. And yes, the guy was fucking with him and mm -hmm. retaliation was not the worst thing. But punching him in the face and tackling him and now getting kicked off the team before you even had a chance to make it, he fucked himself again. Yep. Yeah, he blew every chance he had within two days. Yeah. Yeah. Two days. I mean, is that somebody you want to root for that makes those awful decisions? You're right. I mean, case closed podcast over right now. <laughs> <laughs> I was spit on my beer. <laughs> but at this point in the movie, so far. Right. At this point in the movie, I guess, you know, if you can sort of feel bad that he screwed it up so bad, like he doesn't yeah. seem to be a bad kid. He seems to be emotional and angry. Yeah. You know, if you want to take it that way, um, you know, living with uh, you know, single mom who appears to be crazy. Even in Cobra Kai, she seems crazy. Yeah. Can we talk about that for a second? Yeah. So I have a couple of questions. So number one, she gets a job, Danny says, in that first scene with Freddie mm -hmm. at a rocket computer company because it's yep. up and coming, which, by the way, is a brilliant move in 1984. I mean, right? right. I mean, if it was Apple, that'd be she'd be a billionaire. Yep. Uh, but we find out within 15 minutes that because the restaurant hostess training program offered her benefits, she's leaving Rocket Computer and going to be a, a, wait, a hostess or a waitress. Right. Yeah. I don't. Lucille, that's her name. Right. Uh, Lucille seems to be, you know, she, it, my take is she moves out there on a whim. Evidently something happened. You know, I don't know if divorce, death. We never really know Daniel's father's story, right? Right. No, I don't think so. Yeah. I don't even think in Cobra Kai they go into that. Um, and I feel like it was this like snap reaction. Let's start new, start fresh. Um, 
She doesn't seem overly qualified for anything. She's probably like getting back into the workforce. That's what it appeared to me. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, there she is, you know, hostessing, which was wild too. And it was like, a, I felt like that was like an add on scene that we almost didn't need to see, although it transitioned into Cobra Kai. I, so I get that part of it, but right. Yeah. So he, yeah. you know, so going building on that while we got on Lucille was the idea that she she's not the most stable of people. Here's a kid who's probably either grieving for, you know, losing all his friends in Newark, had a girlfriend, um, you know, and then having no dad, things like that. So there are things that do make him sympathetic. Yeah. And and his anger and impulsivity is what gets him in the way. What gets in the way of him like like you said, having friends after the first day. Yeah, that's fair. You know, that's very fair. I don't know if you do a very good job. Like they put all that stuff in front of you, but they don't connect the dots for you. And I guess upon first viewing, especially as a young kid, you're not going to kind of catch that. You're not going to understand that. Right. But there, there is some explanation and rationale for his, his behavior. That's fair. That's fair. It doesn't excuse it though. When presented with opportunities to better a situation, he yep. totally fucks it up. He spits yep. the bit everything. But that's fair. That's fair. Every um, time, too. Like even, you know, the second and third movie, he, it's like the same kind of trope. You know, yeah. Daniel messes up and then has to redeem himself. Right. Thing. He right. oversteps. Yes. And you know, and let's. I'll talk about this now. Even with Miyagi, like I, I put this in, in our notes. Yep. Like he reminds me very much of a of a New York, New Jersey Italian kid. I've known kids like Daniel. Um, I've related to a few and I might even play that role sometimes myself where he's very polite, like he's thankful, but at the same time, he's still kind of rude. Like there's still this kind of edge to him of not knowing how to talk to people. Um, you know, he's thankful for fixing the bike. He's thankful for the bonsai tree, but he just seems to overstep. And I don't want to get too far ahead to the training scene, but even before that, like he just doesn't seem to have a way he gets mad when he won't come with him to Cobra Kai to confront right. uh, the sensei. Uh, like things like that. Like it doesn't seem to have a full grip on what is appropriate and proper beyond basic politeness. Completely agree. And the one thing that popped into my head was, is this the character or is this just bad acting? <laughs> well, uh, I think it's amazing that he became a worse actor as an adult than he was as a kid. He wasn't good as a kid, but he's 10 times worse now. Oh my Cobra Kai. He like brings that show down who like William Zapka like deserves like whatever award they give an Emmy for carrying the show on his back right but let's talk no. about that for a too Th does that play a role the casting um william zabka is known as being an 80s evil villain yep. guy in all these movies he was in I, I can't even count how many movies he was in where he was the bad guy um wasn't he guy in back to school with ronnie dangerfield too yes he is yep he was the bad guy and just one of the guys mm -hmm. um, Let's pull up his his IMDb. He was the bad. I mean, he was the go to bad guy. And I don't know if all of those happened before the Karate Kid, but clearly, it's his wheelhouse. I mean, that that's what he played in the eighties. And so I wonder if his casting, and then you take the Machio character, who he did a few things right. He was in The Outsiders, I think. Yep, he was in uh, National Lampoon's European Vacation. He was the the douchey boyfriend. Was he? Yeah, he dumps Audrey, and Audrey starts eating in France. I've watched that movie too many times, by the way. Uh, that's the one I haven't seen as many times as I should have. All right, let's see. Zapka, just one of the guys. European vacation, back to school. 
the Equalizer. He was a regular. Good for him. Oh, that's an underrated show, The Equalizer. The original Equalizer with, with Edward Woodward. He was an old British guy, but kicked ass. Never saw it. Have you seen the movies with uh, Denzel? No. Oh, dude, you're missing out. That is, I tell you, Denzel's kind of middle age, late middle age run as an ass kicking kind of mercenary. Mm-hmm. Uh, Man on Fire. Man on Fire was a great movie. Oh, man, that movie gets me going every time. It is nonstop. He is just kicking people's asses. Equalizer 2. It is terrific. Both of them. Really, really good. Uh, Book of, was a Book of Eli. He did a bunch of those movies where he's just like an older badass. Yep. I like it. So there's like three or four movies where Zapka is, is just a complete asshole. Yep. Um, how much of that goes towards making Daniel sympathetic? It's just that the guy he's up against is such a dick. It has to be. You know, the big bully is, is you know, never portrayed as having redeemable qualities at all and just seems to be an entitled dick. Yeah. Through, through the whole movie, you know, the way he grabs Allie at the beach, yeah. you know, and, you know, throwing the, you know, breaking the radio, this and that, and, you know, even how he talks to Daniel, you know, it's, it's not great, you know, so yeah. I think that definitely works its way into making Daniel sympathetic. And it's funny, there's a couple of attempts to soften, I mean, not soften, but not make Johnny the complete asshole. One yep. of the very first scenes you see him, and I think it's actually the first scene when they're pulling up on the beach on the motorcycle, he refuses weed because he's going to start his senior year off the right way. Tomorrow is his last chance to make it right. Now, granted, it's the Halloween dance and he's rolling a joint in the bathroom, so right. that obviously didn't take. But they do try to do, and you know, he tries to talk to Ali, and when he gets rebuffed, he gets angry and violent. Mm-hmm. So there's these glimpses of him as well. And we find out in Cobra Kai that, again, he has a very similar, I mean, not very similar, but he has similar issues to Danny that makes him act the way he does. Um, And so there's interesting connections that they made that helps. And I mean, Macho, listen, he, I think he was like 24 when it came out. He's playing a 17 year old. He looks like he's 12. Yep. Um, You know, they try to make him, I think uh, they cast the character making him look more sympathetic as well. And I think that works to a point, but he has this whine that goes with being Danny that makes it hard to root for him again. And come, come back to this. It's hard to root for this kid. The mm-hmm. story, yes. The arc, yes. The character, mm, mm. It's tough. It's tough. Mm. Because like you said, he keeps getting in his way. He is whiny. He yeah. complains. And I know we're getting to the training stuff, but he complains. You know, first ask this guy, this stranger, yeah, maintenance guy, for help. And the guy's doing it for nothing. Mm-hmm. And takes him under his wing and still, you know, bitching the whole time. Yeah. Well, let's let's get to the training. We're, we're there in the movie, more or less, right? Um, he gets his ass. Oh, you know what? No, one thing. Back to the Halloween dance before we get to the training. Oh, so yeah. again, another decision. So he gets to the dance. He's disguised himself with the help of Miyagi enough where no one knows it's him but Ali. He he's has Ali to himself, and he he insists upon instigating a fight with the Cobra Kai. Mm-hmm. What did, he, what did he think was going to happen after he puts the water in the toilet stool and, and gets Johnny all wet? The dumbest move and, and the part where you could definitely say, you know, even as a kid, you were like, why did he do that? Yeah. You know, he's sitting at the dance, having a good time. You know, mm-hmm. he's in the shower curtain, you know, whatever. And then he just goes, he almost, I know we've seen that YouTube video where they flipped the script. Yeah. And that was like one of their biggest parts of it. Like, you know, Daniel's the dick in this part because he's just, you know, picking a fight at that point. Mm-hmm. And he legit deserves to get his ass beat 
Yeah. Like he does, you know, that, that was the one time, like, I guess as a kid, we watched it was like, Oh my God, these guys are beating him up again. But like looking at it now, he deserves that ass whipping. Yeah. I mean, they took it too far. That's Cobra yeah. Kai. Right? And actually, one of the Cobra Kai guys tried to stop Johnny. So another way of making Johnny look like right. he's even more evil. Was it Bobby? Bobby, think, turn, who turns out to be the Reverend? I get them all confused. In the movie and in Cobra Kai, there's body bad guy. There's the guy with the bleach blonde hair who looks legitimately scary. Yeah. And then in Cobra Kai, one of them is a preacher. One of them is dying, right? Is that? Yeah. yeah. I don't remember who's who. I mean, the body bad guy will live on forever. Yeah, I think... I think Bobby was the sweep the leg. Oh, okay. Bobby was sweep the leg, do what you got to do. And I think Bobby was the one that was like, he's had enough. Right. Okay. Yeah. Bobby. Um, So even if we go back, right. And we say on the beach, even though he probably shouldn't have, you can see why he might step in and protect this girl getting harassed by this animal. All right. Even if we go back and say in the soccer field, he didn't have time to think. Just react. All right. The shower curtain Halloween dance thing. There's nothing that you can say to defend this action. Nope. No excuse whatsoever. Nothing, nothing redeemable in that one at all. Yeah. And he would have ended up in the hospital if Miyagi didn't show up. Like they were really giving it to him. He paid me fucking went unconscious. Yep. Um, so uh, Miyagi saves him there, and this begins what eventually gets to the training scene. And again, in between there, Daniel is you know, a little bit pushy, thankfully. Yeah, there is a part, though, when they make the deal, um, you know, Miyagi and Kreese, that no one t- touches Daniel for the thing. So mm-hmm. then there's the scene in school where Daniel's walking with Allie, yes. and he's basically making fun of them and saying, you can't hit, you know, not mm-hmm. saying you can't hit me, but, you know, he's like, hey, Bobby, how you doing? How's it going? You know, yep. being such an asshole yep. at that point. He tries to get the history teacher to give them a lecture on the Plains Indians. Yep. That backfired, but it just little things like that. You're exact hundred percent right. Hundred percent right. Um, so let's get to the training. So the deal is made. Um, he's gonna compete. Miyagi's gonna train him. And there's the famous scene, right? I think uh wax on, wax off was first. Mm-hmm. I think was it sand the floor second or paint the fence? I think sand, sand the floor. I think sand the floor. And then we got paint the fence. Mm-hmm. And then we had paint the house and paint the house, I believe, is when Dan. When Daniel loses his shit, when he's had enough, calls himself a slave. So wh- what is your take? What is your reaction to Daniel's response to all the training? Well, he didn't know it was training, but all the tasks he had to do. I think he's, you know, ungrateful almost like I get it that it doesn't seem like much is going on. And I know it's easier to see now that we've seen this movie, you know, 150 times that he's mm-hmm. learning stuff. So I'm trying to put myself back in like, you know, 16 year old me. I might get a little frustrated, too, because it mm-hmm. does seem like it's like, you know, slave labor at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, but his reaction's so unlikable. There's a, there's a way to you know, protest this and like, what are we doing with this? Instead of just, you know, he, he almost like cries at one point, you know, it's, <laughs> it's terrible. And again, it could come down to the acting on that too, but it could be. you know, it's an unlikable reaction to a degree. I get it. I think I might've reacted, you know, like questioned it at least. Mm-hmm. 
but yeah, what about you? I, I kind of get it. Uh, and again, the bitchiness and the and the almost crying and the moaning aside, it was clear that Daniel thought he was doing these tasks. He wanted me to come see the cars when he finished. Hey, take a look at what I did. Like he was clearly clueless. And I get it. You can't clue him in and go, hey, Daniel, I'm teaching you defense. I get it. But at the same time, that is a little much. I don't blame him at all. And on top of that, I don't think Daniel's doing the right form and all this shit. Like right. he has to be retaught on, on the dock there of how to properly do it. I mean, I can let him do it wrong for probably the entire fucking time. So I feel like Daniel, for the first time, for real, 100%, maybe not with the bitchy tone in the right. Okay. Fuck Miyagi. Fuck Miyagi. That was fucked up. Wow. And why does Miyagi have this gigantic house with unpainted fences, unsanded floors, a house that's not painted, cars that aren't waxed? They just let it go for the last five years and decide today we're going to fix it. That's an unanswerable question. Um, But it's a great question. Um, and that's something I always wonder too, like, why does he appear to live in the apartment complexes, you know, handyman <laughs> suite, right? Um, and then has this like luxurious place with a bunch of cars, bunch of vintage cars. So, right. you know, he appears to have some money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. No, totally. And I don't know where it came from. Did they explain that in one of the movies? I don't think so. Um, not, not that I remember. I know they opened in, in the movie we don't talk about much. They had their own tree shop. Oh, I forgot about that. I don't know if I ever saw three straight through, to tell you the truth. I don't think you I ever did. Anything. And I think I only saw two, like, in 1986. I don't think I've ever seen number two since. I'd like two. Two, I would make an argument, was a good movie. I like really? It. Yeah, I thought it was a decent story. You know, a lot of Miyagi in it, too. So it wasn't just Daniel this time right. around. Right. Um, but I, I like two. Um, three was terrible. The Hillary Swank one was better than three. Was it? Wow. wow. And that was awful too. But <laughs> but yeah, no, I see your point though. Going back to you know his reaction, I could see that. I just don't like the whininess. You know, here's a guy training you for free, just saved you like months of ass whippings. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, kind of just do what you're told. Yeah, you're right. And, and, and here's a guy who just kicked the shit out of every high school kid. <laughs> you know, so lucky he wasn't arrested. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, he does. You do see some positive change in Daniel with the training, with learning more. Um, when Miyagi gets in the car, for example, he right. is blown away and thankful. He's the best friend I ever had. All this stuff. I think you kind of see the character softening a bit and losing some of that that edge. That what I labeled as an Italian American as that Italian kind of bullshit. But um, it, it seems to go away quick on the first date with Ali that he has the car. Uh, actually, you know what? We used to go back to the very first date with Ali without the car uh, when his mother drives him and they pick uh, Ali up at her house. That's a terrific scene. Yes. Now let me let me preface this by saying that I had that car. That was my first car. It was a nineteen oh, yeah? Chevy Malibu station wagon, powder blue. Thing was a monster. Um, I am surprised that car stalled out because my car never ever failed me once. I once ferried. Um, I was an RA. I once ferried literally dozens of residents from one of the dorms in a flood across campus, like a mile across campus in that car, back and forth. Water was up past the wheels. That motherfucker kept churning. Oh Unbelievable. Love that car. So it took me back. Um, the other thing about that car that bothers me is if that car is so shitty. It's so impossible to work. 
How did it make it from New Jersey all the way to California? You're right. And that whole car scene was bizarre to me. Did they? No, they pulled up in, in, in the beginning of the movie, right? So the, the car was there. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. No. It, how did it get across country or did it break down going across country? I guess you can explain it like that. I guess. But that's the one scene I almost felt really bad for Daniel. That whole little thing. Funny mm -hmm. scene, but, you know, you're going out with Elizabeth Shue. Yes. <laughs> and your mom's car still. It's bad enough your mom's driving you. Yeah. You know? Oh, and my then, God. And then it stalls out and mom's crazy. Yeah. They're screaming in the back. Okay, punch it. You know, all that. Yeah. <laughs> how, how many times in your life did your mom take you on a date? Drop, pick sure. you up and drop you off. Well, you I mean, if you count like, you know, movies, I don't think really a date, but like meeting someone, maybe a couple of times, but definitely not like date dates until like I was driving. Were you a senior in high school when that happened? Junior. Junior. So what is it? Do you think Daniel didn't get his license yet in California and that's why he couldn't drive himself? That's a good point. Yeah, it had to be, right? That's all I could think of. Mom got it done. Why couldn't he? Another plot loophole there. And why couldn't you just use your Jersey license? That doesn't make any sense. Why isn't Daniel driving his... I just listen. I've been watching the movie for approximately 35 years. It just occurred to me. There was no reason for the fucking be there. You're absolutely right. As soon as you said that, I was like, I don't have an answer for this. <laughs> no. Like that's a, that's a great, great question. He should have been driving. Yeah. And and how much would a camp have cost? I don't know how far it is from receiving. You know, and he does drive because he takes Miyagi's car. Oh, but he does say I got I don't license. have a license. And Miyagi says, Me neither. So he all right. So we know he has no license. Right. And he gets uh, it at the end of that when he goes to make up with Allie. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Why does it take so long? That's ridiculous. That's one of the first things you should do. That's right. Your place is get a fucking license. Well, listen, I mean, it's 1984. How much would a cab cost? I know Danny doesn't have any money. I get it. But drop a few bucks on a cab. We take it out of Allie. Right. Crazy mom. Lucille had to be involved. It had to be. Oh, my God. And that scene where the rich parents are watching them push the car down the street. Yeah. And even worse is when the mother pulls up when Johnny and the other rich kids are trying to get alley to go with them that's that's bad man terrible terrible that's that's, that's where you feel bad for him yeah yeah in, in those fair. moments for sure that does help make him a little more sympathetic that's an awful scene but then again you see when you feel sorry for him in the same scene he gets mad at alley you could have right. if you wanted to and he's a dick to her and she won't speak to him for a couple of days so he takes again everything that happens that might have a negative twist he just makes it a thousand times worse Absolutely right. I forgot about that reaction too afterwards because that's their conflict, right? Yes. Um, yes. You know, after he gets the spaghetti poured on him and all oh, the spaghetti thing, that's awful too. I mean, why is he dressed that way? He was in all white. Was he working somewhere? Do we know why he's wearing all white in the red jacket? Yeah, you got to think that that's what he chose to wear to oh. a thing. Now, was that like a jersey style? I don't remember growing up in that era where people wore all white. No, I can say that I was probably, I mean, listen, I think Newark, New Jersey is similar to like Queens and Staten Island at that time. It wouldn't surprise me if there wasn't that much difference. Right. There was no all white. No, there were track suits. There track were Cavaricis. Cavaricis. Yeah, we know somebody who wore those. Oh, uh, yeah. They were Iroxies. Um, but I, I don't 
think all white was a thing and that red jacket he looked like a waiter it was, it was awful and yeah. i understand again it's for effect right you want the red to stand out yeah but you could have put him in something better than that oh yeah. my god you gotta feel although his whole wardrobe in that movie was awful <laughs> yes, right. it was and they really yeah. went with the whole poor kid living in Reseda, you know <laughs> that uh that knockoff football jersey he wears underneath the shower curtain is yep. awful I tell you, I, the more I watch, like I, I, in the two hours I watched that movie, my answer to this question changed three times. And then yeah. the half hour we're talking about this, my answer is still fluctuating in my head. About no, I'm, I'm the same way. I'm going back and forth. I watched this on Sun Saturday night, like late. And it was the same thing, you know, back and forth, back and forth. Really felt bad for when, you know, the whole mother date thing. But like you said, he just can't get out of his own way. Oh my God. And does that make someone not rootable? I don't know, man. Uh, it's it's really hard for me to to get into this and, and get in the right headspace that I can root for this kid. Well, you know what? L let's get to. Uh, you want to do any more training stuff, or have you exhausted the training? No, I think because once he realizes it, he's he's pretty much locked in. Mm -hmm. You know, we'll give him mm -hmm. some credit for learning the crane on his own. Yeah. Yes, that's right. That's right. And he practiced it. Yeah, he put the time in. You know, that's a good point. We shouldn't gloss over that, right? Uh, every Rocky montage, every movie montage in the 80s that you saw, um, it's supposed to do the same thing. Get you behind the person, yep. show you how they get to the point they're going to get to. I don't know if you could have gotten this good in two months, which is all it really was, was two months. But clearly, he's putting in time every single day, and he's doing mm -hmm. the right thing. That's a fair point. We shouldn't gloss over that. No, for sure. All right, let's get to the tournament. So the tournament happens, and clearly the Cobra Kai guys are ready to, to give it to him. They surround him in the locker room. Um, they're kicking everyone's ass. Mm -hmm. um, and they purposely hurt him on numerous occasions. And that, I think, goes a long way towards making him rootable. Because now yep. you're seeing them in an organized environment, breaking the rules solely to hurt him. Give me the breakdown. Do you remember this? Let's try to run through all the things they did to injure him. Obviously, uh, first it was the ribs, right? That was the first thing they got him on? They got him in the ribs. Who was that? Uh, Dutch. <laughs> was he the fat guy? No, no. fat guy. He, he lost quick. Yeah. yeah. Dutch was the 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 angry looking one. Okay. Okay. Got yeah. it. Got it. Got it. Couldn't believe he lost to Daniel because Daniel. Yes, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I couldn't believe it either. I mean, yeah. you watch this and you say to yourself, how the fuck is this kid winning? I mean, it doesn't even look good. No. I mean, it comes into the tournament not knowing the rules. It's one of my <laughs> favorite scenes, actually. Miyagi's like, first time me, first time you. I love that whole thing. Yes. It's very funny. I mean, if Miyagi wasn't such a racist, racist stereotype, it'd be a lot easier to enjoy right. in 2021. By the way, side note, do you know how yeah. old Pat Morita was when he played Miyagi in 1984? You know what? If you asked me this question in 84, I would have said 90. Yep. But I have a feeling the answer is not is going to surprise me. How old was he? According to Wikipedia, he uh -huh. was 48 years old when he played <laughs> Mr. Miyagi for the first time. <laughs> That's ridiculous. 48. Two years older than me. Oh, my God. <laughs> that is insane. Right? People lived hard lives in yep. the 50s, 60s, and 70s. Oh, my God. That's crazy. You, know, you look at all the old baseball managers, like oh, yeah. Sparky Anderson. He and looked 90 my entire childhood, and he he clearly was not. I mean, yeah. all these guys, it's ridiculous how, how different they look. Yep. He was in Happy Days like a few years earlier, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was, he was Arnold. Arnold. Yep. 
Who came first, him or the other guy? Al. Oh, the guy from the, Al. Oh, I think I think Arnold was first, and then Al. And then Al. I think okay. that makes sense because Al was on the Odd Couple, whereas uh, Murray the cop, so he couldn't be in Happy Days. And oh, well, he could have, I guess. Back then, people did do two shows as recurring characters, but I think you're likely right that he came second. It's an excellent drop in Murray the cop. Well done. You say something. If we did, if we could do a podcast on the Odd Couple. It would go longer than your Office podcast. I can talk Odd Couple for days. I'm in. Okay, I'm in. I mean, I, I think for sure no one's gonna listen, but maybe maybe your dad. He's probably in the right age group. For I was that. gonna say he probably should be a guest on that one because <laughs> that's his that's his thing. <laughs> All right, so we get to the tournament, and um, my first thought is besides the fact that clearly Danny should have gotten his ass kicked. I mean, mm-hmm. he's wide open. It's like they're not even covering up. It's like you know a Rocky match almost. Yep. Um, I I found it interesting that. Danny might have been saved an even worse beating, or at least a loss, if Johnny doesn't beat that other guy in the semifinals. That guy's fucking good. Yeah. Doing crazy spins and kicks. I'm not sure how he loses. Right. No, he just he lost to John Lawrence. That was it. He's the only guy he could have lost to. Just Johnny. I think he would have beat Danny. I can tell you that. Oh, uh, Johnny is blinded a bit by his anger and revenge uh, in the fight with Danny, and that certainly goes to help Danny. Still doesn't explain why he's so wide open for the crane kick. I mean, he just walks into it, basically. Yep. Well, it's never um, done before. No one saw never, it. No one's never saw it. Oh, my God. All right, so uh, we might have to have a separate kind of Danny, Rootable, Cobra Kai, how the character arc goes. But here's where I get to my biggest problem answering this question. Okay. I'm watching this movie last night. I waited till the last minute. And my kids come home just when the tournament starts. Of course, that ruins the vibe, right? But as I'm watching uh, the montage, you're the best around. I'm getting into it. I'm really feeling it, right? And when Danny gets his leg almost broken right before he finishes up and and he can't go on, Miyagi does his his thing, right? Mm -hmm. I'm still kind of at the same place. I, I hit a plateau. When that announcer says Daniel LaRusso is going to fight, I got fucking goosebumps. Oh, yeah. That's one of the best moments ever in sports. Oh, my God. Yeah. So this is where you have to ask yourself, is it the story? Is it the character? If that was somebody else, if that was, pick a name, Joe Schmo is going to fight. Pick a different character. Uh, is Mike is Mike Seaver's gonna fight? Oh, good job. Do you still feel the same way? And uh, go ahead. What do you think before I say what I think? I think they frame it. So there's a couple things at play here. I'm a sucker for announcers, like like really good announcers, like even like Rocky II's announcer, who's like a no name guy, but he's got a great <laughs> voice, you know. Yeah. Um, so I think this announcer like does a really good job, like honest job of like. You know, at first, Daniel LaRusso is going to fight. And then Daniel, like, it goes big. Like yeah. Howard Finkel, almost. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's almost like one of those moments, like in real, like, real movies, right. where they don't tell somebody that someone's going to do something to get their real reaction. Yeah, I was just watching a documentary on Die Hard on Netflix. And uh, that famous scene when Alan Rickman is dropped off the roof, the Nakatomi Plaza. Right. So in order to film that, what they did is they took Alan Rickman, who was a Broadway actor, never did a movie in his life, never did a stunt in his life, to the soundstage 
where they had him 40 feet in the air with the camera pointed at him. He had to do it himself or it wasn't going to work. And he, he volunteered and he fell backwards into one of those big uh, poofy cushion things, right? That's a lot to ask him, a stuntman. And here's yeah. this you know, British kind of BBC guy doing it. And they told him in advance, we're going to go three, two, one, go, and they're going to drop you. And they told the person holding him to let him go on one. And that face that he made was legit. Wow. That announcer read that so well. It's yep. almost like he didn't know what the fucking script said. Because nope. it really was perfect. You're exactly right. It was yeah. perfect. So, yeah, I think that frames it. I think the one very sympathetic time that moment you get with Daniel is like right before Miyagi does the whole rub down thing. Yep. He talks about like how it wasn't about winning. It was about respect. Like Balance. that was like that one, like pull at the the heartstring, like, Oh, I hope he fights and I hope he wins now. You know, the, yeah. I think that's where watching it just the other day, that's where it got me a little bit. Yeah. And kind of completes the arc. Yeah. The like, um, I think early in the movie, I might mess the quote up, but um, Miyagi said, you know, karate is not for fighting. And Daniel kind of responded, telling him what he wanted to hear, right? It's for defense or honor, whatever it was. And here, laying down, even with his shitty acting, you can tell that Danny meant it. He needed balance in his life, for himself, with Allie, with everything. He needed that balance. He had to finish what he started. And I think that makes it a lot easier to see. That's kind of plain in your face. All right, you're seeing a change from this kind of pushy, semi-rude, whiny little bitch. He's yep. becoming somebody who's getting it. And that, I think, is something that they're struggling to do in Cobra Kai, or they're trying to do. Right. The character's struggling with it. But they're trying to bring that back, because clearly he lost that in, a, in the 21st century. And so that that's a very good point. That scene, I think, does kind of drive that home. Yeah. All right, so we got goosebumps. We got character arcs being fulfilled. And then he comes out, and and despite some dirty tactics, he beats Johnny. And again, now tell me what you think about Johnny at the end, telling him, you know, you're not, you're not, you're all right, Larusso, and he gives him the trophy. Well, what do you think about that touch? Why do they do that? It was. It's almost like it, I think it's like an '80s thing where, you know, instead of a slow clap, you know, <laughs> like you know the movie Lucas, where Lucas gets the yeah. slow clap from the from the bullies and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think this was like that acknowledgement, like you won, you have our respect now, mm. you know, and that's really it. Yeah. Um, quickly break away from that in Karate Kid too, yeah. and then obviously Cobra Kai. Um, but I think that's why it's added, right? That makes sense. It does make sense. I feel like the the line was too much. Yeah, handing the trophy would have been helpful. Would have been good. But you're right, Larusso, as he's fighting through tears, he's got his ass kicked. I don't know. It's too much return for Johnny for me. I think if it's made in 2021, you don't get that line. Yeah, that's a great point. That's a very, very good point. I agree. I agree. All right. So do you want to give an answer to the question now and then visit Cobra Kai? Or should we do this all at the end? I'm still back and forth in my answer. <laughs> like, I'm still like, you know, we ended on such a positive note. And I'm like, yeah, it's rootable. But then we go back to whatever. So I think we have to balance it all out. All right. All right. We'll keep going. So let's fast forward now. This is about three seasons of Cobra Kai, I think. Yeah. Two. two coming up on three, right? Okay. Yeah. No, I think it's three, actually. The, the one on YouTube and two on Netflix. I think four's coming. That's right. That's right. And yeah. I, that's right. Okay. So 
let's kind of get there. Listen, Cobra Kai is about Johnny now, right? It's about his arc, his transformation, which, you know, it's kind of similar in a lot of ways to Danny's transformation in The Karate Kid. Mm -hmm. um, and then you see kind of Danny making the a, a reverse Johnny arc almost. It's it's very, there's a lot going on when you stop and think about it. Yeah. Um, remind me, how did they first reconnect in Cobra Kai? What was their first meeting? Um, Johnny's car. And That's he ends, right. up, ends up at the dealership. And we find out later, well, we knew them, but he finds out later because Danny's daughter smashed it up, right? Or her friends? Right. Exactly. Her friends. But it was that, very condescending, if I remember correctly, right? Yeah, I mean, he was dick. Yeah, you know, mm -hmm. basically making fun of him for losing the fight, and you know, mm -hmm. that whole thing. And and it, we learned that Daniel has made, you know, his shtick as a car dealer, this whole bonsai tree karate thing, yep. just like living off that moment. Yep. It's yep. kind of sad and pathetic in many ways. Yeah, and you know, when you think back to the first day in the beach in the Karate Kid. When uh, Freddie and his friends talk about the, the rich girl sitting down the down the beach from them, you know, you should be able to talk to him. Danny has made that transformation. He is yeah. now the rich kid with the rich daughter. His daughter is like Allie. Um, mm -hmm. And, and now he's exactly what he was rejected by. And he hated right. something he rejected by in, in the movie, which is very interesting. So clearly both of them are not past this fight that happened in 84, just in different ways. Right. Johnny hasn't let it go, it seems like, and he's in his 50s at this point. And Danny's profited off of it for the rest of his life. He still yep. sits on the board of the old county or old valley yep. uh, tournament. Um, and he clearly has not gotten over what Cobra Kai did to him in 1984. Right. Which is, I think, par for the Danny course. He won, but he can't get over it, and it's still an issue. Exactly. See, listen, if I'm going to tell you, uh, I'm going to let you know what my thoughts here. If you said to me, all right, tell me right now, is Danny rootable at the end of the Karate Kid? My answer was going to be a resounding yes. The last 15 minutes of the movie just got me in the right spot. It right. Back before, I was ready to go all in on Danny. And it took about three and a half minutes of Cobra Kai talk to me being, fuck this guy. I right. can't fuck this guy. Yep. Because listen, I, I get the character arc, right? It's interesting to see him be the rich guy now who holds yep. all the power. But even within that rich guy thing, you can put that aside. Put it aside. The guy made his money, taking advantage of it. That's great. That's fine. Um, he's still, he's a dick to Johnny. Yep. And he can't even let Johnny fucking pull himself out of whatever hole he's dug himself in the last 40 years. Right. Right. He can't, he can't let him, you know, get back into it. He can't doesn't want the whole spotlight thing. Um, you know, and you even just like, you know, he lies to his wife for a little while, covering up things. He blows off the dealership to like, he gets obsessive about it because he doesn't want Johnny to be better than him, which is ultimately what it comes down to. Fucking hey, that's good. That's a good, you're exactly right. You're exactly right. He wants to be better than Johnny and Johnny can't be better than him. Yep. Wow. And it's funny, like, I think, I don't know if I feel this way. Maybe I went because I went to an old boys high school. Maybe because I, I wore acid wash jeans too late, as we talked about last episode. Like, I don't have this hang up on my high school life for some reason. But many people do. And it seems like Danny, and usually you would think at least, I don't know for a fact, that people who are more successful and fulfilled in their life are not going to be the ones who kind of look back. And that guys like Johnny might be. Right. And Johnny is. But... Danny clearly is too. 
Yep. And it's crazy that with all the success he had, the dealership, the family, he seems very fulfilled in his family life. He can't, he can't let that shit go. Exactly. No, he can't let it go. And, and you, you have to wonder why, like, you know, he had other life experiences. He went to Okinawa. He fought right. like a real fight, came mm-hmm. back in the worst movie and, you know, won the all Valley again by having the only fight one match. Um, you know, and even that, I know we were going back a little bit, but that movie, he rejects Miyagi and gets mad at him for not backing him up. You know, kind of like Rocky and Mickey. Yeah, very true. I'm in full circle, aren't we? Holy it, is. Shit. it is. We could do a whole one. Is no, Dan Rocky's better than Daniel. No, Rocky's much better than Daniel. And uh, but Miyagi's better than Mickey. Fuck Mickey. You've convinced me about that. Fuck right. Mickey. All right, look at that. I mean, yeah, you came around on that one real quick. But, but I, you know, I get the whole redemption arc. Um, I get the character thing. I'm interested to see how they play out. I'm guessing the final season of Cobra Kai, right? Like, there's not a whole lot more. I don't know. I mean, that intellectual property that's already been created is is a, is a gold mine. Then I'm going to wring this out until you're not going to like it anymore. You know, because even in that last season, Danny goes back to Okinawa. He meets up with Chosen, which I thought. Mm-hmm. Was- actually pretty fine i left when when that happened but you know like kind of seems like returning to what miyagi wanted for him yes yes exactly right um very much so with the balance and when he taught the kids who came to miyagi though yeah it was a whole different mindset and i think um that's i think where and I, i'd like to see where the next season brings us right but it looks like both of the characters have kind of completed this redemption arc yep both wanted to be when they left off working together right Um, for whatever reason they're tied right they're tied together forever and i get that but um danny has come back to the peacefulness and 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 what he needed johnny has kind of repudiated the the cobra kai way that um uh what's his name the sensei crease thank you crease is a great character by the way that guy has he been in more, more than movies than Rambo and Karate Kid? That's all I can think of. What else has he been in? All I can think of, but I'm gonna look it up. Martin Cove, this I know. Martin With a K. I'm on his IMDb. Let's see. Actor, the highwayman, which is filming. He's still working. I mean, we know he's well, he's been in a lot of shit though. Let's go yeah. in the beginning. In the last 25 years, he's in movies, well, but yeah, this is bad. A karate cr- Christmas miracle in 2019. <laughs> wow. I mean, good for him that he's like working. Yeah, no, God bless him. But not a whole lot of hits. Started acting at 71. I got excited that he was in exp- the Expendables, but it's really the Extendables. Oh. <laughs> terrific that you know it seems like they're doing that more often when they're making these knockoff movies kind of like what they used to do with with x-rated movies right with those those plays on the actual title they're doing that with real movies now it seems like yep for sure that's pretty funny yeah he was in all oh, the rockford files good for him um charlie's angels like he did incredible hulk he did the 70s tv run yep starsky and hutch quincy, quincy. <laughs> That's fucking Barnaby Jones, chips. This guy had a run when he was just in every shitty 70s TV show. I think he might have been a regular on something. 
Cagney and Lacey. That's right. He was a regular on Cagney and Lacey for a while. Good for him. Who was more attractive, Cagney or Lacey? That's a trick question. The answer is neither. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> I froze. I froze on that one. I, was like, <laughs> I saw your, your brain stop for a second. <laughs> it went like, psh, there's no answer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, so... Let's talk about quickly because I think we're, 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 I'm kind of coming to a conclusion here. Yeah. So the Danny Redemption arc in Cobra Kai begins with him as stuck in the past in some ways. Yep. Rich, arrogant, dickish, uh, not aware of what life has afforded him. Um, and he ends up in a place where he's a little more at peace with things. He's kind of forgiven Johnny. Um, do we think, and I'll ask this question for both Johnny and Danny in Cobra Kai alone. We'll leave it at that, that series. Does their background excuse their behavior? So maybe I shouldn't leave it just to Cobra Kai, but you find out in Cobra Kai that Johnny had an awful upbringing. Yep. You know in the Karate Kid that Daniel had a rough upbringing. How much of that excuses or explains the, the problems we have with them as characters? Like Johnny's, you know, Ed Asner is his asshole stepfather. Do right. we take into account when revisiting Johnny and the Karate Kid? I think you have to. Now that you know the backstory, you can see why he's, you know, this guy trying to protect his image at all costs and, you know, trying to be the number one guy because that's basically, you know, what he was striving for, I guess, with, you know, recognition with his family. And really the only father figure he had was Kreese, who, yeah. you know, yeah. was this, even his background from Cobra Kai was a little yes. interesting. Fucked up, you know? fucked up man. Yep. Yeah. Completely. He was on the right path for a while. And then things went haywire yeah. in Vietnam. Exactly. So, yeah. you know, I think that does definitely puts it into a guy and makes Johnny much more rootable in Cobra Kai. Like, yeah, I love his character in Cobra Kai where growing up and even now, like he's, he's just the typical movie Dick in, yeah. you know, in it. So where in Cobra Kai, bad acting and all, he, he's rootable. You know, you want him to do well. It's funny that he doesn't know how to turn a computer on. It's, you know, those <laughs> things are hysterical when yeah. his laptop dies and, you know, he wants to return it. That's <laughs> <laughs> very funny. So, how about Danny? So you have a much clearer picture of Danny's life when Cobra Kai begins. You yep. know him front and back. Do we have kind of an explanation or an excuse for the negative Danny we see in the first couple of seasons? Do we do we have an explanation? Do we have some sympathy for Danny as, a, as an adult, whereas we also did as a child? I don't. I don't. Do you? <laughs> I mean, I can go on why, but... No, please, tell me why. I don't, because, you know, he he overcame it, and then he became what he overcame. If that makes sense. It completely does. So, you know, there is no sympathy for that. Although you, I guess you can root for the return, you know, the whole losing your way kind of thing. But the way he profited off of that one moment. And then like you drummed into my head at the beginning of this was he was never grateful for anything. It was mm -hmm. never good enough. Man, I'm torn. Like I, I kind of, I can kind of see the psychology behind this is that as a kid, he was stepped on by those rich kids. He came out to receive that he was poor and nothing, you know, he couldn't afford to fucking get a car, do anything. 
get a cab. Like even uh, what was it called? Was it golf and stuff? Is that it? Um, was it golf? Was it golf or something else? Ah, was it pitch? Pitching? No, I got to find. It was definitely and stuff. All right, fine. Um, as you're looking, like I don't know if it's hard, if it's easy enough just to poo-poo it and say now that he's achieved all that, that he should somehow look back on his past as some kind of, you know. It was dolphin stuff, by the way. Well done. Dolphin stuff. Thank you. Uh, I remembered something for once. I just don't know if it's fair to have him overcome all that and now that he's achieved it, kind of not look back on the past and say, fuck you all. I did it anyway. Like, right. I mean, if Johnny Lawrence came in and he doesn't know what Johnny's life has been like, I don't think, if I remember correctly, for the last 25 years. Yeah. So this old guy comes in who kicked his ass, you know, who treated him like shit. And he comes in the dealership and he wants to fucking give it to him a little bit. All fuck, right. Fuck. You know what? Fuck Johnny. And <laughs> Cobra, Kai, Cobra Kai, we kind of get sympathetic to this Johnny, but let's not forget that the distance between Karate Kid and Cobra Kai, like we don't, Danny doesn't know. There's been right. no apology. There's been no friendship. There's been no truce. There's been no peaceful coexistence. Fuck Johnny is what Danny's thinking. And I think, you know what? Maybe Danny's right for saying fuck Johnny. You're right in that sense. And I agree with you in that sense. I just don't agree with the whole, you know, he's basically profited off that moment. Like if you wanted to, when Johnny comes in, say, fuck Johnny and give it to him a little bit. Okay. I mean, it's a little bit of a dicky move because you're obviously up ahead, you know, mm -hmm. and he's down, but I get it. You know, this was a guy, but you overcame it. You did. Like I could see if Johnny won that fight, and then Daniel, you know, makes the money and everything. And Johnny comes in like how he is now. Mm -hmm. Then I get it completely. And, yeah. you know, but I see your point. No, that's a yeah, that's a good counterpoint, though. That's a very, very good point. Ah, oh, man, I don't know. This kid's giving me fits. This is this is by the way, this is a little ridiculous that I'm this torn up about something like this. That, this that is why you started this podcast. <laughs> When I texted you that day and told you my idea, I never thought it would lead to this. This is ridiculous. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. You're going to answer this question first. Yes. I was going to say that. It's only fair because you will influence me. I will go yeah. with the last thing I heard. Yeah. Uh, anything you want to add in favor of or against or just in general in regards to Daniel LaRusso or uh, the Karate Kid before we come up with our final summation? No, I think we've hit it all. We've hit all angles. Um, we've been fair on both sides. We've laid out positive and negative. Yeah. More so than I think any other pot like as much as we talked like forever about the office, I feel like we've dove into this character more so than the other three. Yeah, we did. I mean, I think part of it is that I think everybody kind of sees themselves in these movies when they were kids. Like you see yourself in a character a little bit, you kind of feel exactly. something. A kinship um and uh, yeah i think that's probably why but i agree all right so let me talk this out just give me a second i'm having a hard time completely hating daniel for cobra kai daniel okay I get what you're saying but i he's a poor kid who made good and if he used some of what made him popular in the valley to do that and he exploited it, I don't think that's the worst thing in the world. And if he kind of forgot where he came from, 
I don't think it's the worst thing in the world. In the end, whatever happened between the minute the movie began and the minute he kicked Johnny Lawrence in the face with the crane kick, mm-hmm. whatever he did, in the end, I was rooting for him to win that match and to kick that asshole in the face. Yep. And in Cobra Kai, as much as I disliked a lot of what he did and how hard it is to root for him, and we've mentioned this, a lot of that's Ralph Macchio. Um, when they were together at his little dojo, mm-hmm. I enjoyed that. I felt good about that. And it's kind of the two guys coming together. So I'm going to say that Daniel LaRusso is a rootable character, and I got his back. Okay. I'm right, surprised, actually. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I'm surprised you went that way. So my official stance, it, it's I so much want to disagree with you just because we've agreed on every single one so far. <laughs> but it would be disingenuous. As a kid, I rooted for Daniel LaRusso. And you're right that the 15 minutes of the tournament, you're all in on watching him win. And even though you know he's going to win, mm-hmm. you're still watching it and rooting. And, you know, we all wanted to be him when Allie comes running onto the mat. <laughs> Congratulate him. So, yeah, for for that, I agree. He's definitely rootable. Flawed, but yes. rootable. Yes, that's a very well good way to put it. Very flawed. I, we have to do a podcast on Elizabeth Shue and, and your obsession. I think that might be our next podcast. Because it's no longer an obsession. That's just, you know, yeah, I um, you know, eight to ten year old me. You know, that was like the first crush kind of thing. What else was she in? I mean, I hate to we, we just wrapped up the thing. I don't want to go off on a tangent, but was it Adventures of the Babysitting was a big yep. movie. She, um, what else? I'm still stuck on Martin Cove in my app. Hold on. Let's see. Shoe. Elizabeth Shoe. So let's go back to the beginning. She's had a long career. That's going way back. All right. So the first thing we knew her, she was in a Burger King Christmas commercial. Okay. Karate Kid was the first thing she's in that anybody cares about. Mm-hmm. And after that, I'm trying to find something. Adventures of Babysitting. Cocktail. There you go. That's the one that I think people especially would like. Back to the Future Part 2. She took over the role of Jennifer. Remember that story? Yeah. But she was barely in it. Yep. Soap dish. She's in a lot of shit, man. Yeah. Leaving Las Vegas. That was a good one. And a big one that she was in. She had a good career. Good for her. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that 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 is a that she was in the wheelhouse for guys I read. She really was mm-hmm. prepubescent, but aware enough to know exactly. what you're exactly. And they did a good job too of making her like attractive and desirable without slutting her up. Right, uh, that would fit the movie. Yep, which right. 1984. That's that was actually progress. Yeah, that's right. that's yeah. a good point. That's a very good point. All right, so listen, we've, we've we're hitting cultural touchstones here. We are gone, and we we didn't escape sports yet. Except for the office, that was the one time we escaped sports. But still, everything has been tied a bit to sports. Um, we have a list. We haven't really narrowed down what's next, but we do have a list, and, and we're ready to to kind of push forward uh, on these topics. All right, sir. Once again, solving the world's problems. I thank you for joining us and joining me, Gary. Thank you very much. Thanks. A lot of fun yet again, and another answer I didn't expect to give. So you know that is that's the thing. We may agree, but I think we do a good enough job of breaking this down where there really is no other answer. Right. Exactly. So, all right, right, everybody. Thank you for joining us until next week. See you.